One of the things when you're older, you always know where the nearest bathroom is. That's always. a great point. And that's a great segue into the opener for this show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Middle-Aged Sports <laughs> Spectacular. I'm your host, David Plazic, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Douglas. Hi, Dave. Brian, Brian Pepe. David. And Patrick. Hola. We got a long show for you, so I'm not going to spend too much time on the intro. In fact, I'm not going to spend any more time. We're just going to jump right into it. We're going to we're going to kick off with a little bit of around the horn. Uh, we're not going to do any uh, complete general news in sports segment because nothing fucking happened this week. Nothing. So we're just gonna we're gonna start off with uh, a little. I don't know if you guys heard at all. I don't know if you know if you maybe heard on the radio or anything, but uh, apparently there's some sort of pandemic going on. Really? Yeah. And uh, it actually looks like we're all quarantined right now. Just, hey, you know what? I thought about this. If we get quarantined, we can still do the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be great. We can crank out episodes. It's going to be yeah. great. We can record our, like a year's worth fans. of podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Our two fans are going to be all set. Wow. This is, see, that's a positive. You know, let's, let, it's good to put a positive spin on this. Very I think true. that uh, mm-hmm. the big thing is, is, is conventions across the country and shows are being canceled and meetings and businesses are making decisions on this whole thing. How do you guys feel about preparing for the event that you could be stuck in your house? Do you believe that this is media hype and that it's just going to wash over? Or do you think that that's something that you should totally do? And I'll tell you what we did. We did. We bought three to four weeks worth of stuff. Soap and I have enough hand soap I could bathe in. Uh, toilet paper because you always... Always have to have toilet paper. Uh, plenty of things that are just useful. So I don't feel crazy about it because it's like, well, you know, the worst case scenario is nothing happens and we have a bunch of useful stuff. Um, so what do you guys think? 40 cases of White Claw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stacked up a whole wall of it in my. Uh, you got it. That's the essentials. That's what I'm talking There's about. No toilet loss. paper, White Claw uh nachos so i'm pretty fortunate because my wife is significantly smarter than me as we talk about very often uh she has stocked up on more shit than we're probably never gonna need i've got like seven years worth of baby formula Uh, she's gonna use that for about six more months but we have it just in case we need it uh we got water um all sorts of food we got all sorts of stuff i think you could get good money for that formula on the streets that's the plan. Mm. We're going to just bag it up like it's breaking bad. Um, I honestly don't think it's that big a deal. But when you have children, Pat can attest to this. It's probably a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. But then they tell you that, you know, the kids aren't really that affected. But you also want to be prepared just in case. I think there's typically we there's a lot of hype around all this stuff. For me, it's not that big a deal. But, you know, I'm, I'm a middle-aged white guy. I, I really don't have to worry about that much. Hmm. What do you, you guys are um, scaring the shit out of me. I gotta go to the <laughs> store right now. You guys are on your own. Holy right. fuck! I, take I take it you haven't really thought this one through, Doug. Uh, no, I am not prepared. I uh, <laughs> holy hell. Well, you might want to hurry because there's not a Clorox wipe to be found there's on the shelf. There's nothing there anywhere. Oh, God, I I do like You're your point, ma- Dave. I'm in trouble. Uh, right, buy things that even if you don't need them now and they don't end up becoming useful because of this virus, right? Yeah. Toilet paper doesn't expire. 
I think White Claws might, but ah, eh, whatever. Who cares? Um, I, I will say as necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you just drink quicker at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I have not given it much thought at all. I really don't think that it's. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's a big deal, but uh, like Pepe was saying, it doesn't actually seem to affect kids that much. I think these types of things come around all the time. Like, uh, uh, what was it? Triple E last year with the mosquitoes. Uh, right. Yeah. And not to Z- say that you Zika? should Zika was a couple years ago. Zika actually is the reason why we went for our honeymoon in the oh, that's uh, right. New England area instead of freaking the Dominican. Well, it was a little was bit pregnant, colder right? on that cruise. Yeah. Oh, no, but we that's no, when we were trying. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's one of those things that you don't want to be stupid, but I'm not overly concerned myself. But that's yeah, just me. Well, like, we're not, we're not at risk, really. It's, we're exactly. healthy middle-aged dudes. It's, it's the elderly. It's as you get over the age of 60. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and really, really little ones. I think. I, I think. Kids I will are say this: okay, but where where it's really that. affected me is uh, they've actually canceled the beginning of the uh, Japanese baseball league, so I'm gonna have to cancel my subscription. <laughs> oh. oh shit! World just went to hell. I know. Okay. I know. All right, that's legitimate. That's a legitimate concern. You're gonna have to stock up on old reruns of Japanese baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll Do you have a Sada Haru O's Greatest Hits DVD? <laughs> <laughs> it's in my Amazon Prime mailbox right now. I knew it. I knew That's it. Awesome. <laughs> what? Sada Haru O. He's Japanese a Japanese baseball Earth. legend. Yeah. Is it terrible that I'm laughing at that? I think it is. <laughs> I think is he it's better? True. Is he better than Hideki Arabu? Oh yeah. Doug, do you want us to pause and you can go to the store real quick? I, yeah. I... <laughs> Holy oh, hell. I mean, I got nothing over here. I'm, you know. You should start. Do you got any craft singles? Doug, you got to oh. load up my craft singles. No craft singles. Twinkies. <laughs> those, no craft singles. those things would survive a nuclear holocaust. Oh, yeah. They would. Mm-hmm. It's a great product. They would. All right. But, well. I would love to stay on this topic, but we have an even more exciting topic to get to. Yeah. So I think we should move this train right along. Um, so Brian had an eventful weekend starting on Friday. It was something. And I don't want to say anything else about it. I'm going to let him take it from here. Appreciate that, David. So after going two for two on perfect children, I decided to uh, be like a young Rocky Mar- Marciano and uh, retire undefeated. So I got snipped. That was something. Now, Pat, you got snipped a little bit before I did. I did. Right? Yeah. Um, so a couple things. It's the most awkward situation you can ever be in. You just got this yep. guy. I'm going to try not to be super, super graphic. But, uh, I mean. And we'll, we'll name him Dr. S. Couldn't have been more of a professional. What a guy. Just very polite, very in, out, done quick. Ten minutes. That's all it takes. But before, now, before the nurse comes in, checks all your vitals and everything, and then tells me, you know, all the recovery stuff and says, you know, you can't lift over 15 pounds. I'm sitting there with my wife, and she reminds me, my older daughter is probably around 26 pounds. My younger daughter, 13 and a half pounds. 
You know what that means? I still have to take care of the little kid. I can't just pass her off. The, the nurse couldn't have thrown me a bone. You're not supposed to get, like, ice cream and no kids for a weekend out of this. That's like, what I'm saying. She had to go What's the yeah. point of doing it? I don't it's even want to get... I was going to get snipped. Now I don't even want no, to. No, don't even do it. I mean, I don't have kids, but I was thinking ice cream and white claws. But for the cats. And yes. no cats. No cats, because... I could use, I could use that much. break. So, you're awake the whole time. I don't know how much you two know about yep. this. You're awake the entire time. I searched a lot of YouTube videos, but I didn't find too much. Yeah. They give you like a local anesthetic right into your ball area. Yep. Don't feel it at all, which is nice. Please tell um, me that needle's like ugh. a foot. It's, it feels like it's a foot. I don't think it was. Yeah. But the whole time, I just it felt like he was coming from way downtown. Um, the, the, the so then he snips you a little bit. He snips you, and then he solders your the, the tubes. Solders it. Do you know what's a weird thing? When you can smell, smoke. you can smell smoke and you can see it from your balls. Yep. That's not great. You don't nope. forget that. I still have that smell in my nostrils. <laughs> my balls. Burning. Yep. Your burning balls. My burning balls. Yeah. Soldered your balls. He solders them. You sure it just wasn't the burnt hair, or do they give you a nice shave beforehand? No. Well. Oh, do he, they shave you down? They do not. Huh. I, I, I have been told you must appreciate they, no, I've been that. told that they do if you need it. You're not I a trimmer? No, I already took care of it. I don't I didn't like bick it. But I was I was looking good. I want to be presentable. Am I wrong? Anyways. No, that's the right thing to do. That yeah, is the courtesy. Just a professional courtesy. He well. said he uh, he's done over five thousand of them and he could do them blindfolded with was one he arm bragging? behind his back. Yeah, he was, bragging. he was a little bit. A little bit. He a little cocky. Doctor, he did a good job. Doctor S did a nice job. Took care of it. So I was up uh, on my couch all of Saturday. So the wife did take the kids Saturday. Watched a bunch of movies. Uh, felt pretty good. Anybody seen Creed two? It's the only sports part of this. You seen any of the Creed movies? They're pretty good. They're not terrible. It's better than Rocky five. Mm. But overall, I thought they're pretty hard good. Not to beat Rocky five. Yeah, so bad. It's the worst. Is bad. it the worst one? It's the worst one. Oh yeah, it's the worst one. Yeah, that was terrible. terrible. That was really um, bad. But yeah, that was my weekend. Just can't you can't get into bed. It's just I was very uncomfortable. The smell a, of my burnt balls in my nostrils. Uh, so where are you at right now? Like how are you feeling? Uh, I'm probably ninety percent there. Look, oh, okay. yeah, not terrible. I feel better recovery. now than I did this morning. Yeah. Can you do lunges? I can definitely do lunges. How um, low? But I, can you get all the way down? No, can't get all the way down. Don't want to hurt myself. Mm. Um, I don't know that I could get all the way down before. So, um, <laughs> but we're feeling we're feeling better. They said I get seven days until I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So I got that going for me, which oh. is nice. Yeah, oh, that's seven, a... seven days. So you mean like? No, I could do that now. You can do you can have sex after three. Oh. But I can't do any you know everything. How long do you think seven. Antonio Cromartie waited? Oh God. Half my hour favorite after. fantasy team name I ever had was Cromartie's Daycare. <laughs> my favorite one. Yeah. But yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, it was fun. Great. Antonio Cromartie. Well, that's well, good. I am getting an education. <laughs> and Doug, notes. Doug, this you is are... a big night for me. Yeah, we, we've had two <laughs> hot, hot topics to start this off with. So I don't know. Doug, I know you're really itching to talk about your topic. Uh, Tom Brady's free agency. Yeah. That's something exciting. Yeah, I guess I didn't come to the table with the uh, same things that you guys 
brought. But hey, did you guys know? March 18th, Tom Brady's a free agent. Can't wait. Where's he going? Who's he going where, to? Where's he going? Okay. All we right. should take a bet. All right. Well, I'll raise my hand. I'll say it's San Diego. Okay. San Diego. I'm going to read you the odds as soon as I can find them. Oh, I had okay. them saved. And my guess is oh, New England, it. but if I can't pick New England, Tennessee. Well, you got to pick one. Don't right. throw two. Why can't you well, pick New England? I, I got the odds English. right here. All right. Odds. Give us the odds. New England, minus 150. Okay. Oh. They're the favorite. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans, 5-1. to one. Las Vegas Raiders. That's weird saying that. Uh, six oh. to one, Los Angeles Chargers six to one, San Francisco 49ers, seven to one. So stupid. Tampa Bay twelve to one, the Colts fourteen to one. Oh, the Colts. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. And money. then and I then like the Bears. Those odds. Mm, I do. The Bears, Cowboys, and Dolphins are the long shots at thirty-three to one. Yeah. Ooh, and you can get Ooh. retired at about like fifty to one, which actually isn't that bad because today. No. Tom Brady announced that he now has a production company. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. I'm changing so. my vote. Okay. I'll take it 14 to 1 on the Colts. Ooh, good. good. Okay. You like the Colts, huh? I do. I like that. I, I, that's a complete team, and, and it's indoors mm-hmm. with a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Colin, which one are you taking? New England. More because I want it. That's I fair. guess I'll take the Titans. Well, I mean, okay, so what's going on? Because earlier this week, he went to a Syracuse game with Julian Edelman and Jimmy Fallon, and he's FaceTiming Mike Vrabel. Yeah, and he's FaceTiming Mike Vrabel, and it's like, what the hell's going on with this guy? They're just good friends. Like, like, I can't imagine a scenario where he leaves the Patriots. Like, how important is it to you guys? I know we have two diehard Patriots fans – and one Yankee fan who got to see yeah. Jeter play his whole career with the Yankees. How yes. important is it to you guys that Tom Brady finishes in New England? Ooh. Go ahead, Pat. Very. I mean, it is. You, you, you don't want Montana again, right? One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, end of this year. If we had Steve his... Young on the bench, I'd be okay with it, but go ahead. Agreed. And actually, my first football love was Steve Young. Fun fact. Yeah, he's awesome. But, um... I but went I get what Steve Young. I went Steve Young with the Niners. Then I went Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, and then I ended up going the Pats. But yeah, I mean, you you want him to finish out his career, even if he comes and does a Peyton Manning, and that last year doesn't look good. Well, and Peyton Manning still won a Super Bowl, but if he doesn't even win another Super team. Bowl, yeah, it, 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 yep. But but my point is how he played, right? Even if he's saying. not the same. It would be better to have Brady as a Patriot start to finish. Am I going to be heart? Am I going to be crushed if he leaves? No, right. Honestly, he's given me six Super Bowls. He's given me an outstanding twenty-year career. Went to nine Super Bowls. Arguably the greatest NFL player of all time. If he really wants to leave, you fine. But I, it'd be sad. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I don't uh, see us. Go ahead, Pat. Finish. No, no. To your point, though, I think the other thing is there is no Jimmy Garoppolo. There is no Steve Young on the bench. No, I, I don't one. have faith. Yeah, and that's exactly. And my point is, if he does leave, I want him to leave day one, so the Pats can go get Teddy Bridgewater. If not, there's no one I feel good about. 
And it's Teddy all B of a sudden... is the number one favorite to replace him if Brady leaves. Yep, makes sense. And I would yep. he's, he's three I'd to rather one. Brady he's stay. I definitely would rather Brady stay. But if he's going to leave, that's the guy who I want. And I want him. And again, if they keep him or not, I want them to draft. You know, hopefully if they find another Jimmy Garoppolo type, hopefully they can draft a quarterback of the future in this draft. But we'll see. How serious do you it think was a good run. leaving? How serious it, it, do you it's, think? It's it's so tough to say because he's ha- he's done the Patriot way for twenty years, so he might in him and Belichick. You, there's always been a lot of reports recently how rocky they might be, so he might be done. Right? I think he's just getting material for his new production company to create some weirdo documentary of oh should I stay should I go, the perils of being Tom Brady. <laughs> That's fine. I'll watch it. I'll watch that I, I, all I will day. too. Right? <laughs> yeah. What do you I think, Dave? Okay. Maybe he's just bored. Um, <laughs> right? That's I, the other thing that I thought of, right? Okay, so Tom Brady's been in this long-term relationship. So it's kind of like Tom's, you know, hanging out at the bar. And there's this really cute bartender there. And, man, you know, she looks pretty good. She's a little younger. She's got a little pep in her step. Giving him the eye. Yeah. And he's starting to think, hmm, what if I left it all behind and started this new life with my hot bartender friend here? Could be fun. Right? Could and then, and, and if he actually does it, he's going to be like, wow, this is amazing. And by day three or four, he's going to be like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's in, indecisive. I think I can't see him leaving the Patriots, but because it, it's a weird scenario to imagine, right? Like I, 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 we've had so many times that he's restructured his deal. They've come off years with shitty teams, but he wasn't forty-one years old, so um, yeah. I, I really don't know, and I wouldn't be crushed. Uh, I have some opinions about tom brady that i may or may not share later um, <laughs> all right we'll we won't spoil that we can move on that's fine <laughs> this would we'll have crushed see. me if this was Derek jeter so Derek jeter played forever yankees signed him until he was done if he had left and i don't care where he would have went it would have really bothered me just because i can respect that yeah he's the face of the franchise he's the, the guy but i also don't know that it's the best thing for the team for them to sign him i don't know Depending on how much money it's going to cost. I may or may not be talking about all this later. Look at the Barry in the lead. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so It's not good if we all think the same thing. It's not good. No. No. It's not good. What will come of it? We'll have to see. All right. Moving on. Pat, what do you got? Um, unfortunately, I have a sadder topic today. Um, a couple hours ago, we learned that uh, one of the great legends of not only Westfield softball, but I just think Westfield in general, uh, the legend of Natty Al, unfortunately, passed away sometime today. Natty Al was an interesting person. He is not someone who I would say is the greatest role model. I would not necessarily want my kids to uh, act like him, or nor would I want to... Uh, do some of the things that he did. Um, 
my first remembrance of Natty Al was uh, I was on one of his son's baseball team. I just moved here first year, and he kept on yelling, be the ball. So I'm playing shortstop third base, and he kept yelling, be the ball. I didn't understand what he was meant by that. Come to find out years later that there was a little more in that coffee cup than just coffee. So (laughs) it made a little more sense after that. Um, But uh, I I knew him pretty well. He, uh, Ryan was also on the same team as one of his sons. Um, I I remember the story where Ryan got cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Ryan Cullen, yeah, my brother. Our Ryan got cheeseburgers for who, breakfast. Yeah, I was going to say, might be Ryan from yeah, Western makes Mass. Makes sense. Ryan, Ryan from Western yeah, not, Mass. Not the other oh, Ryan from different. Western Mass. Yep. Yes. Um, but he got cheeseburgers for breakfast when he was like 14. I thought that was the coolest thing. You get McDonald's cheeseburgers it's for really breakfast. really cool. Again, not, not a parenting uh, strategy I would use, but uh, still <laughs> at the time, I loved it. Uh, he, he did. He treated my brother like another son, though. Uh, he... He was definitely, uh, again, interesting guy, but a lover. He loved softball. He came to many games. He played in many games. Um, he loved drinking, which I loved <laughs> softball and drinking too, not as much as him. And uh, he he honestly did. He loved his family a lot. Um, he actually did, uh, I, I'm going to say, which was probably the highlight of his softball career, he did play a game for Commercial Scale and Balance. On a uh, hot hot July first in two thousand fourteen, he uh, recorded his one and only at bat, a ground out to a second. Just real quick, the lineup that day. This makes a lot of sense why we use Natty Al. This was the commercial scale bounce lineup. Pepe led off. Yeah, a did. young Dave Plazic batted second. Wow. Ryan Cullen Woo! third. Dave Richards fourth. Cooch fifth. I was sixth. Tommy was seventh. Natty Al batted eighth. DiCarlo batted ninth. And then Carlos Murderers came row, in. Re- that is not. Yeah. Wow. We did not win that game. Carlos came in. Re- I, bet you, I, I bet you I went one for four with a double and three pop-ups. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'll have to check that. But uh, I, I, I remember there was a uh, – the only thing I remember about that one of those couple call-outs. That's why I just mm. moved people to that uh, those positions. But uh, – Natty Al was very easy to talk to. He would talk to you if you wanted to talk to him or not. Um, <laughs> he definitely told you how he felt. That guy did not hide anything. Um, again, he really would talk to anyone, and he would tell you exactly how he felt. And it, as long as you weren't too sensitive, he actually was fun to talk to in, in small doses. Um, I will say one of the things, though, is he lived his life, right? A lot of people uh, – you, you know, work so hard to achieve things, which is good, right? And then a bus might come and hit you one day and it's all over. Or the coronavirus might get you and it's done, right? That guy say. that guy lives every day to the fullest. Um, he loved his kids and his kids loved him more than anything else. Again, I, personally, was he the greatest role model? Probably not. But those kids truly loved him in, in a way where I don't think most families love one another. So you could do a lot worse than being Natty Al. That guy lived every day. He he didn't get stuck at work, right? He was at all his kids' baseball games, playing softball with them, hanging out with them. Uh, and there was genuine love. So I, I would just say, um, you know, f- for everyone, again, I would not – necessarily live life how he did uh, to the t but uh 
right? That is something I think we should all take away from him is you got to enjoy life because you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, Denati Al. Denati Al. Terrible. Uh, so, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about our least, our five least favorite players of all time. Cannot all right. wait. And we're back, and uh, I've been looking forward to this segment all week. We're going to talk about our least five favorite players of all time. Uh, I know everybody's been hard at work trying to figure out who exactly tops their list, and uh, I can't wait to get to it. So we're going to start right off with Doug. Doug, who is your number five least favorite player of all time? Number five, I despise this man and the team he played for. Rip Hamilton in the 1999 UConn Huskies men's national championship Ooh. team, okay? We had a huge pool at school for the tournament, and I was dominating. I was crushing. G- gambling at school, Doug? Oh, yeah. Hey, the whole school was in on it. It's not just <laughs> me, okay? I dominated, like, every single round. Like, I was just crushing rushing it and i'm like this is so cool i'm gonna have bragging rights over the whole school all i need is for my favorite team duke to smash the piss out of this <laughs> pesky yukon team that somehow made it to the finals right and i'm like there's no way i can lose this although there were a couple people who were like oh yukon they're kind of close to where we are I'm going to pick UConn to win the national title. Ooh. And so, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends over, you know, one of my friends' houses. And we were, uh, you know, having a good time. Did you order some cheesy bread from Domino's, Doug? Oh, yeah. There's, the, the cheesy bread was flowing. Um, <laughs> marinara sauce as far as the eyes could see to oh, dip man. the cheesy bread in. It was glorious, and it was just, it was going to be my moment. This was going to be the defining moment of my life. (laughs) I was going to win this. I was going to win the money. More importantly, I was going to have the bragging rights. The glory. And UConn just would not go away. (laughs) And Rip Hamilton kept making bucket after bucket, driving to the basket. And I'm like, this is too close. This is too close. And he just kept scoring. And the team just kept scoring. And I'm like, why hasn't Elton Brand dropped the hammer yet? Um, that was that, just for the record. Elton Brand, Shane Battier, Trajan Langdon, Corey Maggetti, William Avery. The, the team was stacked. And it got down to the wire. And Rip Hamilton just kind of took over and just kind of crushed my hopes and dreams of that special, special moment that I should have had. Never came to fruition, so my number five is Rip Hamilton. All Fuck right, guy. yeah, yeah, good stuff. Pat, now I'm starting to think it might be number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, for my Pat. number five, I will be taking my uh, talents to South Beach, or or 
or maybe I'll go back to Cleveland. Uh, or maybe I'll just follow in Kobe's footsteps. I don't know. Number five is the King LeBron James. Uh, so like a couple of these, more probably in the honorable mention, one of the reasons why I don't like these guys is because there was a time where I did like these guys. I, I used to, in high school, fight tooth and nail LeBron over Kobe. LeBron was better than Kobe. LeBron was better than Kobe. I'm right. So I kind of want to go back to my friends from a dozen years ago and say, hey, I got you it. Right. Yep. You are right. But. Um, no disrespect to Kobe. Yep. No, no, it wasn't. But it was like LeBron's better. But anyway, right. A more complete player. Um, the decision was not the greatest move. Um, right. And he got backlash for that. I, I don't love the fact that uh, he is the perfect, right, Derek Jeter, Tom Brady, like, stay with the Cavs. He was good enough, and he eventually obviously did. Win a championship with the Cavs. People will come to you. But instead, he formed the Miami Super Team. They honestly didn't perform to the high expectations that they had. I mean, obviously, they did win a championship. They did well. Then he goes back to the Cavs. But again, he gets another Super Team. Uh, right now he's going to the Lakers and he's got a, right, took a year, but now he's trying to get his super team and, and, and Jordan did it. And I know Jordan had hall of famers on his team, but Jordan wasn't saying, Hey guys, there's no one on here, right? Uh, let's, let's all go to uh, Milwaukee and w- us four will all create a super team. Like that Jordan got drafted by the bulls. He did it with the bulls. Then he went to the Wizards, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I, I, I the the Celtics portion too, right? And that's just that's more respect hatred, right? Like he always did well against the Celtics. He was a Celtics rival. So, um, my other thing is he always argues with the refs, and he more than anyone else gets the uh you, you know the NBA star superstar calls. He gets a hell of a lot more calls than he deserves in. in Again, he gets it because that's just the way the game is, which is fine. But to complain that he got fouled out once, are you kidding me? That the refs are against you? Are, are you for real? The refs aren't against you. You you. If anything, the refs are for you. So that is number five, LeBron James. The king. All right. The king. Pretty good. The only thing I was going to say is that I, and I will dispute, like, he is a big baby when it comes to the rest. Uh, he took, before he left the Cavs, he took a big pile of crap to the finals. Like, uh, a big... Yeah, you know, he did. A big steaming pile of crap. The GM for Cavaliers was so bad. Like, they could uh, not put players around him. Yeah, but well, I'm not excusing it, 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 him. I just wanted to highlight Gauskas that. Hughes. No, I... My point is, if he stayed... And you want to build that legacy. They, they, he still would have won. And you're right. He wouldn't have won it with that team. But people would have eventually came. No, Because, I, again, I that's it. what I, they're doing now. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah understood. I, I, don't, I don't blame you for that. He's not a likable guy. No. All right, Pepe. I used to. You're, you're up. All right. So, in our fantasy league, I'm known for making one, two... A million trades. Um, most of them, the grand majority of them, end up in my favor. At least I like to think that. But picture it's 2014. 
And uh, I drafted Wilson Ramos that year for my catcher. Wilson Ramos goes down. He gets injured basically at the beginning of the year. Lose him for the year. <laughs> so I go and I, uh, I trade an unproven guy in Corey Kluber to uh, my good friend David. Uh, and at that point, Brian McCann, coming off an all-star year with the Braves, signed with the New York Yankees. There's a short porch there. Figured this guy's going to be an absolute machine. It ended up being the worst trade I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> uh, McCann went uh, he had about 232, hit 26 home runs, not terrible. But Corey Kluber, on the other hand, uh, had 18 wins, had a 2.44 ERA, 269 strikeouts, a 10.3 K per nine, and won the Cy Young. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, great trade. They're only fifth on this list because I actually don't dislike them as people, but both of them can go fucking die because uh, <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of this. It doesn't we, matter we how many We find a way I'm, to remind you every year. Every year. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many championships I win. That's going to be the one that got away. Fuck you, Corey Kluber and Brian McCann. Thank you. All right. <laughs> well done. In the 19- I wasn't even in the league back then, and I know this story. It's a dark time. Well. We don't talk yeah. about it. Oh, no, but we do talk about oh, it. Oh, we yeah, do. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is, uh, yeah, I hear about it all the time. It's quite Uh-oh. entertaining. No, right. it isn't. <laughs> Bunch of bastards. I should have had Kluber on my top five favorite. Yeah, you should have. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. And Brian McCann. Forget me, Corey Kluber. Fucking Brian McCann. <laughs> Prick. Um, so, my number five. In the 1996 NBA draft, he was selected sixth overall. He's best known for his aggressive playing style. He had three straight seasons where he averaged 7.4 threes per game in an era where there were entire teams that didn't take that many. For his career, he shot under 33% from the arc, and he had a career offensive rating of 97. I'm talking it, about Antoine fucking Walker. <laughs> and quite possibly the most obnoxious Celtic to ever play the game. And just a, real quick. His offensive rating of 97, to put that in some perspective, last year the elite players, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, were about 122. On the other side of the ball, guys like Andrew Wiggins, notorious chuckers, who were just terribly inefficient, Rajon Rondo and Lonzo Ball, had offensive ratings of 99 or more. Higher than Antoine the wiggling thing that he does, Walker. <laughs> the like the, the, the freaking shimmy. I could not stand his face. I couldn't stand it when he touched the ball. Uh, you, you had Paul Pierce, by the way, a Hall of Famer, young Paul Pierce, slightly immature, but more talented. And it was like those two guys. And, and I had to watch Antoine Walker. And occasionally he would win a game because, you know, even the blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. If you're going to chuck eight threes a game... You're going to hit one or two. Just that guy. Just fucking can't stand him. He's a great gambler, though. Outstanding Phenomenal. gambler. Really good with personal finances, too. <laughs> he, uh... does, well, does well giving his money away. <laughs> yeah. 
He was a likable guy. He just was so bad. He had a $100 million contract and went bankrupt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sure did. Good Lord. He sure did. Oh, yeah. Oh. Alan Iverson said, hold, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my number five overall pick is Tuan, Antoine Walker. Good pick. All right. Douglas, number mm-hmm. four. Ah, uh, number four. Okay. You guys like honesty, right? Love sure. It. Honesty, sure it's, it's a good trait to have, right? Depends. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go here. Number four is Kobe Bryant. God rest his soul. Um, in my later years, I've come to respect him a lot more than I did when he was playing. But, man, I really wanted that championship in 2010. I wanted that championship so bad. I wanted KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen to get a second ring. I thought it would have really validated their careers just a little bit more. You know, at least they got the one. But I thought the second one would just, like, put them right up there. And, man, Kobe sucked in that final game. And then in the fourth quarter, he just kind of said, fuck this. The game is mine. The championship's mine. The trophy's mine. And he just went and he got it. And there was not a damn thing the Celtics could do, even though they played great defense on him that whole game. Really, the whole series. Um, So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, number four is Kobe Bryant. I respect that, Doug. Me and Pepe yeah. had this conversation today. Kobe actually didn't make my list, but he was very close. Yeah. For all of the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad putting him on there, but yep. uh, in 2010, man, I hated him. You know, yep. he'd appreciate that he was on your list. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was yep. a stone-cold killer, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really come to respect his game a lot more over the last couple of years and, and the, the level of effort that he put in, um, I think really made him a great player. Guy I don't think he was a great player without all that work. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I think he had great athletic ability, but I, obviously the work he put in took him to yeah. a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, so good call. Yep. Pat. All right. Number My number four. four. Um, my number four is John Rocker. John Rocker was not, not a very nice person who was on my, uh, favorite team. I will quote him as Atlanta Braves pitcher who famously said in 1999 that riding on the seven train to Shea Stadium was depressing because it's like you're riding through Beirut next to some kid with purple hair next to some queer with AIDS right next to some dude who just got out of jail for the fourth time, right next to some 20-year-old mom with four kids. Now, I am very big All on All of that the, you're fine with. I, I'm very big on the fact that sometimes people are a little too sensitive and right. If you take things in context, it, it's not necessarily as bad, right? It's the intent. I don't need to say much more about that quote. <laughs> That's not a good quote. The intent is horrible. Person. Yeah, it's just not good, and it's it, it. He is one of the very few people. It's embarrassing to say. Yeah, that guy was on my team, and unfortunately, for a couple of years, he was really good. Um, mm. but yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. The only the best Fair part enough. about him is he got the uh, 
Kenny Powers show is basically <laughs> somewhat based on him. And that is a funny show. Is that true? That's a, <laughs> fantastic because that's a TV show. So that's about yeah. the best thing he probably did. All right. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. John Rocker. You know Pepe. the guy's bad if if Colin's going against the Brave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was not I didn't see that coming. So Yeah. Pepe. All right. Number four. So I think some of us, at least I did, had a difficulty coming up with this list. Because I don't really hate any players anymore Agreed. at this point in my life. Agreed. Um, yep. But these two just... we're adults. We're adults. We're better than that. <laughs> sure. You know who's not an adult? Rex Ryan. And him and Ooh, Mark Sanchez fuck. can go fuck themselves. Uh, so I used to be a Jets fan. It was probably the only football team I really, truly How many football for. teams have you been fa- a fan of? Four. Four. Okay. How but many football Jets teams have had really... a butt fumble? Well, so we'll get to the butt fumble. So I was a big fan of the Jets, and then Never Mark Sanchez came. And between him and Rex Ryan, I just – they ruined the team to the point where I had to switch teams. It didn't matter how much I loved Wayne Corbett or Vinny Testaverde or Darrell Revis. The tattoo, too. So it's not just the fact that Mark Sanchez is a shitty quarterback um, and Rex Ryan is just kind of a joke of a human being. Have you seen the tattoo that Rex Ryan has of the Mark Sanchez jersey on him? It's just embarrassing. It's just not great. So the greatest moment in Mark Sanchez's career for me was the butt fumble. I will watch that over and over again because I fucking hate that guy. That's it. It's, it's quite possibly the greatest clip of all time from the NFL. So great. I don't know. I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. No, that's great. How do you right. feel about feet? Damn it, Doug. That's that was my other next question. Thing. What a fucking weirdo. I mean, whatever. Do what you do and whoa, like whoa, what you like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to say, I don't care. I'm going to say it. Okay. That guy's gross. So I, so I have a question. On yeah. the butt fumble, does the offensive lineman's butt that he ran into get the forced fumble? Yes. Okay. His butt or the I whole should... player? For daily <laughs> That's fans, another good question. Daily... Mm. I mean, I don't think they ever, like, highlight parts. So, obviously, the player does. But... <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. Good stuff. Number four for me. Uh, so, sorry, guys. Some of my picks are not singular players because there was no way that I could drill this down to one singular player because I hated the whole freaking team. I'm talking about the 1999 Yankees. Yeah. And let me just go I'd... through this for you. Now we're talking. I hate them too. Scott Duchess. Yes. L. Duche. Oh, El Duque. Yeah. The Japanese Nolan Ryan, Hideki Arabu. Oh. Jeff <laughs> Nelson. Pour one out. Paul O'Neill. Did that guy Ugh. ever smile? Ugh. He made he made Kevin Euclid look less douchey. Like Love him. he was just the worst. Ugh. I don't really have anything against Andy Pettit except he was on that team. He was just I don't know. He had a big nose or something. He did. Jorge Posada. Alfonso Soriano, the original Mike Stanton. Yep. You know, before there was another Mike Stanton that is now Giancarlo Stanton. And Derek Jeter. 
I respect the hell out of Derek Jeter. I really, really do. Like, how could you not? But everything about him was sucked down. Like, I just <laughs> – that there, there's a play, at, and, and I have this, this image of him burned in my memory because it was the, the biggest, like – he looked like such a tool doing it. It was in 2004 when A-Rod smacked the ball out of the guy's hand. Mm-hmm. And you see Jeter crossing the finish line with his fist pumped at a perfect 90-degree angle. And he was like, yeah. And I just had that image in my face because he looks like such a tool. Um, great player, though. Awful defensively. We'll get into that later. Well, and well. so they also had Daryl Strawberry, fun fact. Yeah. Um, and it was very close to the 2000 Yankees. But the reason I didn't pick the 2000 Yankees, could you guess why? No idea. Because they had Jose Canseco, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. They did. <laughs> yep. can't, can't pick the 2000 Yankees when they have Jose Canseco. Good reason. So, yeah. Love that team. Love every every player on that team. I'm sure you do. Yep. Sure you do. Maybe not Jim Lairitz. He's He's got some stuff. Hideki Arabu. The Japanese yeah, Nolan Ryan. That's sad. You know who played him in the 99 World Series? John Rocker. Yeah, they did. Team of the 90s there, Pat. Team of the 90s. Right. The Atlanta Braves. Oh. Bob Costas said himself. I that can't even do another recaps show altogether. I can't, re- <laughs> I can't even do recaps of our rounds because I can't remember everybody. So we're just going to move on to number three. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, who's your number three? Number three, we discussed him on the last podcast. Number three for me is Michael Jordan. I don't like Michael Jordan. I hated Michael Jordan, and I'll tell you why. He ruined the careers of so many players in the 90s that I absolutely love to watch. And me, I would always root for the story, right? Oh, Carl Malone and John Stockton. Oh, they've been so good for so long, and they're finally going to get their ring. Nope. Here comes Jordan. Oh, Charles Barkley. He's finally going to get his ring. He goes to the Suns, and they've built this team with Kevin Johnson and Thunder Dan Marley. Right? (laughs) Nope. Jordan won't let it happen. Sean Kemp. Gary Payton. Clyde Drexler. The list goes on and on and on of all of these great players to play basketball who just got obliterated by Jordan and the Bulls. Um, I respect Mike. Sure, go ahead. Just a quick question. Mm -hmm. If he didn't retire, would Akeem Olajuwon have won too? That's a very good question. And probably not. You could probably add Olajuwon to that list. I believe Drexler was on the Rockets by then, and he won with him. I Patrick Ewing? So, yeah. All the teams in the Eastern Conference who never even had a shot. All those Knicks teams. Yeah. Yep. So, um, Jordan's my number three, and I realize that's an unpopular pick, but I wanted to see other people win in the 90s. That's fair. I'm, I'm kind of weird like that. That's fair. Yeah. I don't think you're alone. Patrick? Tom Glavin. John for my, for my number Jim three? Jones. Andrew Jones. Are we Sid talking Green. about greatest Braves of oh, uh, all Sid time? Green. No. Don't you dare disrespect Speed Racer Sid Bream. 
<laughs> my number three is none other than Yadier Molina. <laughs> I do not like Yadier Molina. I really don't like him after the playoffs for obvious reasons. But um, Yadier Molina is a very good catcher. Uh, I think he has a chance to even be a Hall of Famer. He is a winner. He is a great defensive catcher. And honestly, he's made himself into a very good offensive catcher, which there's just not many of them in the last 10, 15 years. So he is a very good player. He's very full of himself, and he lets everyone know. Uh, Yachty has picked fights either with bench-clearing bench clearing brawls or just arguments that are more than just a little bit of yelling with the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Cubs, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cincinnati Reds, the Atlanta Braves, multiple umpires, managers. He went at Tori Lovello. Um... Basically, no person is safe. I'm surprised he hasn't tried to take out a couple fans that don't agree with him. He is very smart. He knows he's smart, and he thinks the world, he owns the world. Um, Are you talking about Pepe? I just, he, uh, it, so it, I, that, I that's my number two. I, I, I zoned out for a second. I, I, I haven't gotten to number two yet. Um, oh, that's okay. two. sorry. I didn't um, mean to jump the gun or spoil it. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. Don't spoil, yeah, don't spoil it. Um, he's just, in my thing too, is he's very animated, which is fine. Um, but he, then he's like the animation police, which is not fine. You got to do one or you got to do the other. If you're going to give it, you got to be able to take it. I, I don't feel like he does, right? If you want to be high and mighty and say, right, that's not how the game, the way the game's played, then fine. Uh, right. I don't, I, at some points I agree with that and some points I don't. But you can't have it both ways. You can't be showboating, and then when someone showboats you, you you talk about how they're not playing the game the right way, and right, pick a fight with them. Can't pick a fight with everyone. Yadi Molina of the stupid Cardinals, number three. He's fiery, Pat. He plays with passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck one. <laughs> Pepe. Suck one. Wow. That's great. Yadi Molina. Dude can suck one i like how uh, he started it with i don't like him yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it ends with go suck one <laughs> i really you follow that i gave it to him that one better right, than i thought so, so my number three um i think we can all agree brian cashman's one of if not the best general manager at least of the last 10 to 15 years okay at least one of he very yep. he, overall he makes significantly better signings than others, especially once Steinbrenner got out of his way. Correct. Yes. And I remember when the Yankees signed this guy, and very rarely do I go, "Well, that was fucking dumb." But the day that they signed Jacoby Ellsbury, I went, "Wait, what?" I I thought it was like April Fool's Day or something because they already had a guy very similar to that. They didn't need Jacoby Ellsbury. They had Brett Gardner. They didn't really need another speedster at the top of their lineup. And his first year was actually not terrible, but it was a seven-year, $153 million deal, and they got one good year out of it. And that guy is a big fucking suck pump. They're still paying the guy. He hasn't played since 2017. He's got zero heart. He just... 
I fucking hate him. I can't express to you guys how much I fucking hate that guy. And you know, if I do not like a Yankee, there's got to be a good reason for it. And that guy just was, fucking, why would you sign that guy? Yeah, there was a was rumor really back a in Yankee? the day that he, he, what? Was he really even a Yankee though? No, I think it was exactly. kind of like when Ramiro Mendoza went to the Red Sox. I'm pretty sure that we, you know, we were paying Mendoza to just suck for the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox did that to us with Jacoby Ellsbury. No. Fuck that guy. See, with Mendoza, I agree with that. I think with Ellsbury, in that the talk was before that. I think he was just like, I just want to sign my next contract. I'm going to get injured, and I'm never going to play again. Yeah. Right? It was, exactly well, I don't really think this did. was a Red Sox-Yankee thing. I think this was a – they were always talked about how he was soft, and I just I, – yeah. this does happen. I don't think he likes baseball. Right? I don't think so either. He yeah. hasn't said a word the entire no, time he's been in New York. He hasn't been like, look, guys, I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's an unfortunate series of events. Like, he's nothing. He said nothing. Because he doesn't first year care. With the Yankees wasn't bad. I don't have the stats, but they really were pretty decent. And it just went completely downhill after that. Just pathetic. Just uh, sad. What are you doing? You had Brett Gardner. You didn't need him. You remember when he was young and they uh, the rumor was he could chase down a deer? No, but that sounds right. <laughs> Awful. But that even better was butt smoke and clay buttholes could beat him at a leg race. Really? Yeah, clay buttholes was really fast. No shit. I could never pronounce his name correctly. It just immediately goes to buttholes. As it should, though. He's kind of a butthole. I've he was never a butt heard smoker. You it correctly. He was, he was a butt smoker, too. Really? Yeah. Smoke cigarettes. Huh. And he could run like a deer. That Jacoby couldn't catch. Maybe the Yankees should have signed him. Yeah, Fuck. he was. Jacoby. He was a healthy guy. I don't know. What? Fuck him. All right, that's All right. Him. I don't want to talk about him anymore. I'm okay. Wow. So, my number three favorite player of all time is Jacoby Ellsbury. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a different list. My number three is probably going to be the most controversial pick of the evening. Number th- because. It'll certainly elicit some interesting responses. So this is a group as well. A group that I'm a fan of. Ooh. I picked the entire Patriots organization. <laughs> wow. Starting at the top okay. with 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 the dirty old man, Bobby Kraft. Um, I can't stand his voice. I can't stand how he talks. I can't, I can't stand the guy. Terrible. Brady, the most boring quarterback of all time. He's just so unlikable. I can't. Let me summarize it in this. Between Brady, Belichick, Belichick's stupid son and his mullet, they're Trump lovers, all these things that they, like everything they do makes me so nauseous. And at the same time, I'm a fan and I can't not be a fan. Like, I hate being a fan and they've, they've won so damn much. It's become kind of like you, you, it's almost impossible to not be arrogant or entitled or to just watch them every single year, expecting them to win. And then we piss and moan when they don't get to the Super Bowl, and they've been to nine of them. And, and, and it's like the conflict with me is that that's my team. And every year I watch them, I'm like, yeah, I want to see them win. And inside, I love it. And then inside, I also hate myself for it. 
because I hate them. Like they're just awful. They're not fun. Not not the main core anyway. There's been fun players. I've loved the Teddy Bruskies of the world and the Teddy uh, 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 Willie McGinnis and Mike Vrabels and some of these players that have come through have been awesome. But the organization as a whole is a big tub of urine. They're just <laughs> they stink and they're gross and I don't like them. You don't know how happy it makes me to hear that from you. I hate liking them. I hate being a fan. I Every year for the past, I don't know how many years, I've said, I'm going to pick a new team this year, and I'm going to root for them, and I'm going to like them. And, and my mind says, yeah, yeah, that'll be great. You're going to do that. And no, you're not doing that. And as soon as it, Sunday comes, I can't wait to put them on, and I am in tune to the game, and I, and I, and I can't help it. I Dave, I hope the... you pick a new team and then Tom Brady signs with that team the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is is that there's so many players who come to that organization who don't have the same athletic ability and they're able to get it out of those guys. They're able to make those guys good. And that's one of the best things about sports, right? Is the guys who overachieve, the guys who and that's what the Patriots do really well. But there's all that other stuff <laughs> the, you just mentioned too. Yeah, they put players just the, the in constant like succeed. they put the them in the constant best possible. like every time they do something that pushes the envelope of legal or within the realm of or, or within the rule books, and they break it or they push past it or do whatever it is that they do, and it puts me in a position where I'm either the fan that goes eh, everybody's doing it, or well, yeah, they did. They kind of suck. Like, that's stupid. You know, stop recording the other team. And, oh, don't do that again. I, just, like, that shit. And I don't care if who they support as a president, but the whole, like, writing a love letter to the guy, like, puke in my mouth, dude. Like, come on. Dear Mr. Donald Trump, you're right here. It's so good to... T-. Anyway. Right, that's if he weird. wrote that like, for Obama, what other team would you have that? the same feeling, it's though? It's strange. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, yeah, I would. It's weird. It's really strange. Like, the letter Fair itself enough, was strange. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, like, it, Trump's a ridiculous human being. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, the whole situation was just really weird. And then Brady's MAGA hat and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's all weird. It's all weird to me. I don't know. I don't like the organization. It's it's a creepy organization. It's just creepy. So anyway, that's my number three pick. I think you nailed it. <laughs> Let's move on to number two. <laughs> Doug, who do you got uh, okay. for number two? Uh, number two for me is A-Rod. I can't stand A-Rod. I never liked him. I, 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 I don't even know how I can verbalize how much I hate seeing him on television. Now I don't understand why they put him on television. (laughs) He's one of the worst people to play baseball. He cheated numerous times and showed no remorse for it. And what do they do? They just sign him to a million dollar television contract. And I have to watch him every single fucking Sunday night. (laughs) Are you kidding me? This fucking scumbag. I'm supposed to just forgive him because he's on my television. What are they thinking? I don't understand. I I just don't get it. Like, oh, A-Rod. 
you know, the, the longest suspension in history that wasn't a banishment or whatever for cheating. And he like still didn't get the message. He still thought that he was entitled to keep doing it. So, and, and as you mentioned earlier, the whole slapping of the ball, like who does that? Who does that? Did you see his TikTok video with JLo? (laughs) I did see the TikTok video. Yes. And that makes me even angrier how he gets somebody like JLo. Yeah. That's terrible. Oh. But he showed his fun side. Yeah, well, that's great. But A-Rod's my number two. And I'm going to move on before I Hold have on. a... I got to ask you a question Andrews about it, Doug. Yeah. Can I ask you, has there been, in the history of baseball, a more punchable face than nope. A-Rod? Nope. The most punchable nope. face in the history of baseball. And I'm talking about in a world, in a a history that existed with Scott Brocious and Paul O'Neill and Kevin (laughs) Euclid. I I can't come up with one. I can't come up with one. He's at the top of the list for that, for sure. And there's a large gap between one and two. It really is. It's just, it's there. All right. I I agree, by the way. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. If he was a Red Sox, I would have still said the same thing. Like, I I would have hated him. He he almost was. Yeah, I, I forgot about, yeah, he should have been a Red Sox, too. And then, yeah. oh, no, we can't have that. All right. Pat, you're up, man. Number two. So I'll make this easy. Just replay the last three minutes because <laughs> my number two is none other than A-Rod. Oh, so I, I, I'm not going to even, right, I don't want to get Doug hot and bothered again. And I, I agree with literally everything he said. I'll just say, I'll add on one thing. He is so fake. Everything he does is fake. The J-Lo thing, the TikTok, they just want to look like they're hip and cool. He is fake. You listen to him, he's fake on the broadcast. He's just a fake person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he has like the sense of entitlement that he is owed all this stuff and he's just going to do whatever he can to get it. It, and then uh, it's like he read on the internet, oh, if I do this, people will like me. Okay, uh-huh. I will do this so people will like me. Guys, I went to the zoo. It was awesome. Like me. Ha, 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 ha. He is fake, fake, fake. So number two, with everything Doug said in that, he is fake. It is Alex Rodriguez. On a side note, I really do think – that's why the Yankee fans never really gravitated towards him. Because you look at him, you look at Derek Jeter, and you're 100% right. Oh, that fucker's fake. Yeah. He just looks G- like someone genuine just like, to fake. him. Genuine to fake right there. Yeah. Yep. They're completely mm. opposite types of people. Yep. He is, he's a good ball player, though. He was. He was. Again, yeah. and that's another point, is he was a good ball player. A cheater. But a very good yeah. ball player. I mean, with Seattle, that core with Seattle, with Randy Johnson, yeah. Mike Cameron. Well, no, actually, Griffey. Mike Cameron came in the Randy Johnson trade. Jay Buhner. Uh, Jay Buhner, Jay Buhner, Ken Griffey, A-Rod. Honorable mention on the last show. Jo- Joey Cora, Edgar Martinez. Yeah. Um, right, that was a really – Aaron Seeley, I want to say, was on that team too. That was a really, really good team. Um, John Wetland, maybe, before he went to the Yankees. Mike Blowers. Anyway, Mike Blowers. Uh, yeah, um, but it's just yeah. What what a d bag, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much 
Pepe, who's your number? Is it A-Rod? It's not Alex Rodriguez. I wish it was. <laughs> that would have been fucking great. Um, so picture it. It's uh, November 2001. It's bottom of the ninth in the World Series. Oh, Luis Gonzalez. Sorry. Well, fuck you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> The greatest closer of all time. Pat took so much joy in that. (laughs) Yes, I did. The greatest closer of all time is on the mound. I'm going to paint a little bit more of an intimate picture. My my parents' house, back in 2001, I was living at my parents' house. And I used to watch games in the basement. I had a TV down there. My dad would watch them in the bedroom, in their bedroom. And my mom would watch them in the living room. So make a long story short. Uh, the game ended up going a, li- a little bit later, and bottom of the ninth comes up. Uh, my mom decides she's got to go to bed. Now, my dad, being a very superstitious guy, said absolutely not. There's no way. We can't do that. And they got into a little bit of a shit fit, and my mom won. So my mom ended up going to bed. My dad had to watch the game in the living room. And then Luis Gonzalez comes up and hit a ball that I don't think could have been hit any lighter over Derek Jeter. Statcast had that at 116 miles per hour off the bat. <laughs> and I I have nothing against <laughs> Luis Gonzalez other than the fact that he fucking tore my heart right out of my chest, pissed all over it, and then shoved it right back in. That at least was he the put it worst. back in. Yeah, he put it back in. That was the worst loss. Red Sox fans don't care. No, you, I know you know you don't. And I, I totally get that. But that was the worst loss that I've ever experienced in my entire life. My dad didn't talk to my mom for a full day after that game. <laughs> because she ruined the World Series for us. Soriano it was came up. Fault. Huh? It it, definitely it's her fault. fault. Yeah. Yeah. Soriano. Sorry, Hits a home run off of Kurt Schilling. Everything is great. Fuck Kurt Schilling. And Luis Gonzalez, out of all the people, it had to be Luis Gonzalez. Was that his 50 dong year? That was his Yeah, 50 he was an animal year, right? that year. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Steroids is a hell of a drug. Just, it's just an emotional <laughs> moment in my life, and I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Ooh, are you, are you going to cry? We should keep it's talking just, about it. I don't. It, move on. Two years later, how did Aaron Boone do? I literally yeah, no, remember I watching that ball go in the air, and my heart sank. Just yeah. literally felt my heart sink. Hey, Pat. Don't Shut ruin up. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. So my number two <laughs> is going to be really quick. It's just a statement. So every player in professional sports, and I'm really looking at you, NFL, that has active players with domestic abuse charges like Adrian Pearson, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Big Ben. Go fuck yourself. All of you. That's all I got. That's my number two. Amen. Well said. Pieces wow. of shit. Amen. Can't wait to hear number one. Doug, number two. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. That, yeah. that finishes our round of number two. We had a double A rod. We have a Luis Gonzalez bloop and a giant fuck you to all the jerks in, in professional sports who think they can get away with hitting people. 
Moving on to it. The grand finale, the final round, the number one, the one that we dislike the most, the one that's had the most dramatic impact on us in a negative way in our entire life. Who could it be? We've already talked about some really despicable people. Doug, who is your number one? Number one is Tom Brady. <laughs> he has made my life miserable for the last 20 years. <laughs> As discussed previously on this podcast, I was a Drew Bledsoe fan. And when Drew Bledsoe had the horrible injury and Brady took over, I rooted for the Patriots still. I wanted them to win. I was happy that the Patriots won that Super Bowl. But it was still Drew Bledsoe's team. So the following year, I was like, well, Drew's going to be back at quarterback, right? No. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the Patriots fans were like, Drew who? So, I decided to double down, being the loyal guy that I am, and said, that's not Tom Brady's job. I mean, he did a great job, you know, getting him down the field, like, 30 yards so that Vinatieri could kick a field goal. How magical. 45 yards. What a, yeah, what a, what a great drive. And for the next, I don't know, what has it been, like 20 years or whatever? I don't know how long it's been. It's It's been a hellish nightmare for me. I have to listen to all you goddamn Patriots fans go on and on about how great this man is, about how great this organization is, and it just, it just tears me apart that I've had to listen to this, and God, you just... The fan base is just so, um, what's the word? Awful. Pompous. Yeah. Just, I, 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 I didn't think I could take any more. And then I think after the, uh, comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, I just kind of gave up and said, that's it. My football life is over. <laughs> this, this, well, I, Doug, I, 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 I hope. I'm taking the giant L on this, okay? I was wrong about Brady. I was wrong about the Patriots. And most importantly, Tom Brady taught me that I don't know a damn thing about football. Okay? I thought I was hot shit, you know? I went through the first 20 years of my life, and I'm like, I've been watching this sport since I was six years old. I know all there is to know about football. And apparently I don't, because here comes freaking sixth-round draft pick Tom Brady, and he's just going to carve apart these defenses and i'm like i don't get it i never understood it and um i'm I'm just gonna stop there because i'm clearly getting too upset Uh, (laughs) well hopefully doug Doug. i can speak for all patriots fans except maybe dave uh hopefully you'll get two more years of that (laughs) yeah well like like i said i I mean he's gotta die at some point right (laughs) me no, Brady. I'm probably going to die TB... before Brady quits. <laughs> I think the TB12 diet prevents you from dying and the coronavirus. <laughs> now, see, that, oh. but that's the thing, though, is like he, he's like, oh, I'm just like you guys. I'm just a regular person who eats avocado ice cream and goes to bed at 8 o'clock every night. And can I just say this? All right. There is this, this creepy underlying thing about him, right? Because he, you look at him and he's 41 and you're like, He's 41. I can kind of see that. But then he's like got this hair and this skin and this face of like a younger person. But 
there's some ra- like it's really strange. He's just got this really creepy look to him now, and I, you know, it's I don't know, it's weird. That that hair wasn't the same as it was a couple years ago. Nope, something's going on there. Oh yeah, they get some work done. They all do. Yeah. LeBron tried. Yeah, and if anybody knows hair, it's us. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're. <laughs> yeah. We, we know hair. Yeah. So. Good Fair job. enough, Doug. That's yeah. your number one. Tom Brady with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Pat, Colin, I know your number one is definitely not Tom Brady. Who you got? Nope. My number one was a New York Yankee. And then in the 2010 season, we made the Atlanta Braves made a big trade in Bobby Cox's final year. Needed some outfield help. Not Nate McClouth. That also didn't work out too well. But uh, that year they traded uh, Javier Vizcaino, uh, who did really good for the Braves, for Aroldis Vizcaino. Javier Vasquez, excuse me, not Vizcaino. Um, for Aroldis Vizcaino and Melky, the Milkman, <laughs> piece of shit Cabrera. And I remember at the time being pretty excited because, right, they were they had a very good team that year. Um, and again, Bobby Cox is last year. They signed Billy Wagner. Craig Kimbrough came up at the end of the year. That was basically more or less. That was the start of what was the Ovrentibral, uh, error in that bullpen. Um, Timmy Hudson was in his prime. They had a really good team and Melky Cabrera was always good as that fourth outfielder for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And this was his time to shine, right? He, the right, the, the, Shackles were off. He was going to become this, you know, a very good player. No one thought he was going to go and hit 40 bombs and right be the four-hole hitter, but he was in second in the beginning of the year, fifth or sixth in the middle. He uh, did not do well at all. In over 500 plate appearances, he had four home runs and an 83 OPS+. Plus. Um he was just a giant douchebag. I don't think I can say it any other way. And a he was negative 1.5 war. Yeah. He was 0 for 8 in the playoffs. Um, only started one game, right? This guy that we traded a very legitimate starter for only started one playoff game, uh, which, of course, we lost that series, and we've lost all the series. But anyway, um, <laughs> in the last – so two years later, he went to the Giants – and uh, came back, and this, uh, how, how do I say anything nice about him? This piece of bleep, 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 bleep came into Atlanta. Of course, that was the best year he ever had two years later with the Giants. It's a family show. Uh, started grabbing his crotch, doing the chop. Started uh, taunting uh, some uh, Hayward for not tagging <laughs> up. This guy was a tub as as pepe would say a tub of yuck literally the braves cut him the next year he was arbitration eligible for making like very minimal and they just said screw it and even chipper jones said after that game there's a reason why melky's not on this team anymore and this again right i my number one guy of all time martin prada was on that team very well known about being an awesome teammate uh Apparently, even he wasn't good enough to get the milkman to actually do his job. Showed up overweight, and after that, then he decided that he actually did want to play. Crazy. Um, but I will say this. In the last 10 years, 
he's been with eight different teams. And I don't think that is a mistake. I And he's actually produced um, the, the year with the Braves, he had OPS plus of 83. There was one other year where he had OPS plus of 88, I believe with Toronto, and he actually stayed yep. with them the next year. Every other year, he's had a 97 OPS plus or higher, um, including 157 with the Giants. But he's been at least a replacement, uh, a, 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 a average to above average hitter. So it's not like the guy can't play. He decided not to play with the Braves. Uh, but yet he keeps on moving around. I just think he is a giant tool bag. I hate him. If he... Never mind. I'm, I'm not going to say anything I'll regret. Uh, that's being Whoa. recorded. I'll just say... Serious emotions I, coming out tonight. Uh, and by the way, he cheated and got hit with steroids. But uh, yeah. I oh, do yeah. not like Melky Cabrera. He sucks. The end. All right. <laughs> wow. I'm going to say it's just bad management from the Braves. That's yeah. probably it. Right. He had a negative 1.5 war with the Braves, and then went on to have a four and a four and a half war season right after that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think anyway. that shows something about him. Mm. Well, I'm going to tell you right He's... now, I'm going to keep showing up to this podcast overweight, and you are not going to get the best out of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I'm not trained Javier Vasquez for you either. Maybe you should. I would. I would train <laughs> Javier Vasquez for you, Doug. Okay. All right. So Pepe, let's get back on track. Who is your um, number one? It's Derek. No, it's not. Um, so <laughs> I have two. One I'm going to be real quick about because there's never been a player that I've wanted to punch in the face more than half of this, and that is no, it's Jonathan Papelbon. Fuck that guy. Oh. That's all. That's all I really want to say about him. He just got a face that you just want to smack. You I know, was waiting for you to say annoying. Him. Yeah. And there's a lot of players on the Red Sox that they've had over the years that I was I would always be like, like Pedro. Pedro, David Ortiz, Mater Ramirez, any of these guys. If they were on the Yankees, I would love them. If the Yankees signed Jonathan Papelbon, I would have fucking been so pissed. Just fucking <laughs> hate him. The other one crushed my dreams in 2001. Did the same thing in 2004. And on top of that, He's just an asshole. And I'm not going to go off reading enough stats. Because I fucking hate this bloodied sock motherfucker. And that's Kurt Schilling. I hate him. I hate him more than any player. I don't like him as a person. I don't like anything about him. If I saw him on the streets, I'd fucking... Oh, I didn't like... Alright, too far. I fucking hate Kurt Schilling. I never want to see him ever again. Thank you very much. It's really uh, getting dark here. Fuck. Well, that brings it to me for the last number one, the not the final person of this entire segment. This person is responsible for the single biggest, most emotional moment in my entire life of watching sports. This person had a lifetime war of 10. They were a negative defensive player. And after the 2003 season, they did absolutely nothing. But in 2003, the Yankees traded for this gentleman. He played 54 games. And he hit 254 with a 302 on base percentage. But he had one hit. 
one hit that just stole the life out of me. Because I had never saw the Red Sox win anything because I hadn't won anything. And when the guy hit that freaking home run, he adopted the middle name. We all know his middle name. Aaron fucking Boone. I was so devastated because I was also out playing pool with a bunch of guys who were Yankees fans. And if there was one time that I just wanted somebody to put the rivalry just away for that moment and just let me be miserable, it was that moment. And we got in the car and I had, a, I had my Red Sox hat on. It was a fitted red hat. It actually had Grady Little's signature on it because I met him. I threw it out the window. <laughs> I threw it out the window. It ended up in the streets of Springfield somewhere. Good for you. I was That's devastated. what Grady Little did too. Threw it out the window. Like so many people, I swore off the team. I said, I'll never follow this team. I just can't. I can't take the heartbreak. It's not worth it. It was awful. I felt so bad for Tim Wakefield because I respected him so much. And at the same time, was so mad that they put a knuckleballer out there. I Like, you, you blame everything. In that moment, you blame everything. Everybody's wrong. And everybody on the Yankees was right. Like, if you're a Yankees fan, everything was right. Like, it's amazing how these single little moments forgive or damage everything. It's just amazing. And you, you watch sports, and when, when you do, and you see all these little things that could go left or could go right, and if they go one way, then, then this happens, and if they go the other way, this happens. And it's amazing that this little shit <laughs> got traded for, came in, did absolutely nothing for them, was a negative war player, but he had that one hit yep. that sent them to the World Series yep. that they lost yep. in, the, in the last uh, to Luis Gonzalez. I don't know if you knew that, Pepe, but they lost in equally devastating fashion. Yep. So it was. That's what I became a Kurt Schilling fan, by the way. <laughs> that, that, oh, so. Dave, you're a little I off. Bad that was 2003. Josh Beckett, D train. Oh yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I always I felt bad for Wakefield. That sucked. Yeah, that's what I like, Josh Beckett, yeah. of course, because yeah. uh, he was awesome too. But yeah, Eric Boone, man. Yeah, well, Wakefield got his redemption. He was uh, uh, yep. a very important, integral part to the 2004 comeback and. Uh, Yep. You know, so good for him. He's a great guy. Aaron Boone, man. You know, that was uh that was a lot of fun. It was some really emotional moments that we had here. Just what we were all hoping for. Pepe cried. Doug got angry. Doug smashed. And uh, <laughs> Pat almost cursed. <laughs> that so, bleepity bleep bleep Cabrera. Uh, let's let's go around real quick. Uh, no no extensive uh, descriptions or, or explanations, but honorable mentions. I'll do mine. Uh, I have Kobe Bryant for the reasons that Doug said. Brian Daubach for his face. Shea Hillenbrand also for his face. Travis Kelsey for his face. A Rod for his face, and Kyrie Irving because he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Those are my honorable mentions. Good one, Doug. Um. I'm going to put LeBron on mine. Uh, although I got to say, I, I really enjoy watching 35 year old LeBron dominate the league. He's incredible. It is really impressive. Yeah. Um, but I don't like him. Uh, He's just not okay. likable. Yeah. So I had a bunch of guys who you already named, and I'm not going to name them again, your number twos, because um, mm-hmm. I don't think they deserve the airtime. I'll add Manny Machado. I don't like him. Mm. Um, Michael Irvin, mm. I, I, I didn't like him and I can't stand watching him on TV. Um, Lance Armstrong, I think is a piece of shit. 
Conor McGregor, I think, is a piece of shit. And Pete Rose. I don't like Pete Rose. Pete Rose, you want to talk about a lying sack of shit? This guy, he fucking tells us for years, oh, I didn't bet on baseball, I didn't bet on baseball, and then, what was it, like 15, 20 years later, oh, sorry guys, I bet on baseball. Buy my book. Fuck you, Pete Rose. Oh, and O.J. Simpson. I, I will say Pete Rose would have made my list if I took someone off. He was probably number six. So mm. Pete Rose, uh, Bryce Harper, just don't like him. Jackass Jack Flaherty, really don't like him. Jose Urania, don't ever throw a ball at Acuna. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, do not like him at all. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, they were better before steroids and screwed it up and then lied about after. Uh, Matt Cook, he basically ruined Mark uh, Savard's career. Um, Jeff Gordon, don't like him. Never liked him for NASCAR. Uh, Adrian Pearson, I loved him. And then, yeah, he did that stuff. Now I don't love him at all, and I hate him even more for it. Uh, Kobe, right? Uh, anyone with the last name Manning, really don't like any of them. Uh, Kyrie Irving, same thing. M Manny Ramirez, I was never a fan at all. I was always an Ortiz guy. And I just didn't like, right, and, you know, again, throwing clubhouse staffers down doesn't really sit too well with me. And anyone who takes recreational sports way too seriously, don't like them. I, I, it, I Again, I like rec sports. I am talking from a, like, I am going to beat the crap out of you because blah, 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 blah type level. Right? It is a game. That all it is, that's all it is. You didn't make the big leagues. Sorry. Right. It is what it is. This coming from the guy who's got a website for his for his uh, softball team and has every stat that every single player has ever had on that team on his cell phone. But Including I hear you. Rest in peace. I just want to piggyback on Pats because there was one player that I totally forgot, but it's actually a very specific part of this player's life and i want to talk about i just wanted to throw out frosted tips roger clemens <laughs> i hit that was the the oh, wow that face and those tips like frosted just crazy all right how Pepe, horrible was it go. when when susan wallman uh when roger clemens came back and she just starts <laughs> screaming about it i was at that game oh place fucking rocked yeah that's great Anyways. you're out of mentions. okay carl bovano fuck you um Josh Beckett, go fuck yourself. Uh, for the UFC, Nate Diaz and Tito Ortiz, I hated those punks. I wanted to get knocked out every time they fought. Never liked Norm Charlton for the Mariners. He just had a face, an angry bulldog kind of face, and I really liked him. And then you guys talked about all the steroid guys, but one guy in particular, Rafi Palmero, don't stick your finger up at the fucking Senate and start that bullshit. Fuck you. That's it. Oh. You really, uh, you really hit your quota on fucks this evening. Sorry, apologize. I could have said <laughs> well, it's a family show. Bleep. Yeah, it's I a family show, guys. I could have said bleepity bleep like oh. Pat. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, no real hate in our hearts except for a handful of players. Uh, yeah. But nah. definitely some. I hate no responses. You guys love a Rod. That's fair. So good part. I of actually show. find a Rod a little bit entertaining, but you know. Ugh. No, yeah, I, hate his I know, face. I know. Sorry. I actually kind of find him a little entertaining now. I can, 
tolerate him. I can't believe I just said that out loud. So, before we get out of here, I wanted to have a little fun with you guys. I, well, I, while I was researching these players, I, you know, I love the website Fangraphs. I have a ton of respect for what those guys do. They put an incredible amount of work, and I, I find often that there's no exact science in baseball or any sport, but these guys get really close. And as far as predictability and, and the real true value of a player, I think they nail it. So while I was going through, I, I, I stumbled across a couple players that just caught my attention. And um, I wanted to talk about defense and all-time defense. I know that's Pat's favorite subject. <laughs> so yep. it, real, real quick, a def, uh, in an attempt to simplify, Fangraphs uses the DEF stat really complicated for defense defined as it's the combination of two important factors of defensive performance value relative to positional average fielding runs and positional value relative to other positions positional adjustments uh in order to properly evaluate a player's defensive value you need to use both factors it's a useful it's a useful statistic to consider because saving a run in left field is easier than saving a run at second base because the average baseline of performance is much lower so if you were to look at just fielding runs, you would be underrating def defenders at more difficult, important positions. Andleton Simmons, right? So with that, can you guys tell me the top five defensive players of all time based on that rating? Wow. Number one, who do you think is the best defensive player of all time? And it's pretty obvious. Ozzie Smith. Correct. Yep. Yes. Followed by... One of Pat's all-time favorite players. Andrelson Simmons. Oh. See how I'm smiling. Oh, it's not. Melky Cabrera. No. <laughs> if it was, I'd shut this. I'd go berserk. Yadier Molina. No way. Uh, okay. oh, you got to think of di uh, yeah. complexity of. Yeah. So, Ozzy Smith three. Uh, number three, Brooks Robinson. Yeah. Yep. Number four, Mark Belanger. And number wow. five, Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Those are your wow. top five based on ratings. No shit. Just for some perspective, here's some other great players. 11th overall all-time, Andrew Jones. 15th overall all-time, Omar Vizquel. Somehow Andrew Jones 47th, gets votes. 47th Sorry. overall, Greg Maddox. Wow. wow. 64th overall, Willie Mays. Hmm. <laughs> and a little bit farther down the list, at 2,761st, 10 spots worse than Giancarlo Stanton, is Derek Jeter at negative 19.8 overall <laughs> defensive rating. <laughs> yeah. He was good. He was defensively, he's very good. Yeah. Which brings me <laughs> to the second half of this trivia. Can you name the worst defensive player by this metric of all time Oof. do we know we know them i'm assuming oh he was a new york yankee as well oh god he Jason was Giambi. he was a very popular player amongst yankees fans and a very unpopular player amongst red sox fans he had arguably the most violent swing in the history of the gary sport sheffield. gary sheffield yeah conversely on the other side of that crazy uh rivalry was a player who came in at second. Also kind of wacky in his own mind. Not necessarily the most violent swing, but one of the most powerful swings of all time. Mo Played Vaughn. left field. Yeah, yeah um, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez. Oh. Second yeah. worst defensive player of all time. 
followed by number three, Frank Thomas. Number four, Big Adam Dunn. Number five, David Ortiz. Yes. <laughs> Two more ticks down. We have Hall of Famer Harold Baines. Seventh worst <laughs> defender of all time. Oh, my God. Sad. 36, honorable mention, Jose Canseco. 63, Bernie Williams. Number 100, I thought this was really interesting, Ted Williams. Wow. Hmm. And close it all out, number 113, Billy Buckner. Oh. Probably shouldn't have had him out there. Yeah. If they had the, if no. they had this piece of paper, if they knew those stats, <laughs> they, they they could have saved us all some grief. Poor Billy. That's it. That was fun. That was fun. Just wanted to close it out. So, Frank um, Thomas. Yeah, Frank Thomas. How about that? Wasn't using the uh, Nugenics. Should've How about Mark Belanger? Nobody was guessing that one. No. Mm. No. I thought Willie Mays was interesting down at 64. Yeah. <laughs> 2,761st. Solid, solid. So good. He was very, very good. Uh, we all understand well, Derek Jeter, one of the best defensive players of our time. Incredible, incredible. We'll have more gold gloves than Anderson Simmons when it's absolutely well and well deserved. Yeah, as he should. He will. Unbelievable. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. That was a good yeah, show. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter at MA Sports Pod. And or email us if you got any questions. We love questions, even though Pepe's probably never checked the actual email. There might be questions sitting there now. We Check don't even know. Middle Sports at gmail.com. That is middle aged, A G E D, sports at gmail.com. And uh, you can find Pat on Twitter talking about the Braves most days. If you're interested in that yep. sort of thing, you're probably not. Uh, it's uh, Pat Cullen loves Yadier Molina at Twitter. That's his handle. I don't. I don't believe so. <laughs> so until next time, I'm I'm your host Dave. We got Doug, Brian, Bye, and David. Patrick. We're out of here. See you.